Hi everyone, my name is Darren Griffith and you're very welcome to the 17th episode of the Lusk Athletic Club podcast. Thanks as always for listening. Welcome also to the many new listeners tuning in. And remember to please like, share, follow and subscribe to help us make our athletics club-focused podcast a continued success. We're delighted to have two brilliant guests on this episode. We have Eilish McSweeney, who you will all know as a former Irish 100 meter sprinter and record holder. We talked to Eilish about Sanctuary Runners, a solidarity through sport initiative, which uses running, jogging and walking to bring together asylum seekers, refugees, migrants and all Irish residents. We also visit Lusk AC member Pat Whelan at the Lusk AC's Olympic Training Centre, or OTC, to talk all things strength and conditioning. So first up, my interview with Eilish. Hi everyone, I'm delighted to be joined by Eilish McSweeney as a guest on the podcast. Eilish is a former Irish international athlete and 100 metre record holder. Eilish is also a member of Skerry's AC and holds the role as Ireland lead for the Sanctuary Runners which was previously named at the Irish Sports Industry Awards as the best initiative to use sport to impact societal inclusion, which is fantastic. So thanks very much, Eilish, for agreeing to speak to us. Thanks for having me on the podcast, Darren. Brilliant. So I'm going to kick off maybe by asking um, if you'd please tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in running and athletics. Yeah, happy to. Um, yeah, I'm from Carrytool in County Cork originally and um, ran there with my brothers and sisters in our local club Carrytool AC for a number of years. Um, the usual start with athletics often in Ireland was, you know, in the back of a white van heading to cross country races, you know, wasn't my thing, the cross country, but I went along for the fun and the crack. Um, and then we had the Leeville Athletic Club sprint coach, John Sheehan, happened to be a coach in my secondary school in um, St. Aloysius in Carrytool. Um, and started saying to me, oh, I think you should come up to Leeville. I think you should get on the track. Got me back into racing, you know, with schools, athletics, um, which is, is really good competition, as you know, in Ireland, so competitive um, and exciting to be racing against different people um, than the normal club scene as well. Um, so I joined Leeville then when I was around 15 or 16 and really just started enjoying all, seeing improvement by training on the track and, you know, racing against other sprinters at, at training all the time. Um, so yeah, from there just kind of developed into getting on junior teams under well, no, I don't even think I made a junior team actually, uh, but getting on to under twenty three international teams and just having so much fun on relays and um, and travelling to different places and, and wearing the Irish singlet. So that was how it all started off for me. Fantastic! It must have been a very proud moment to get the Irish singlet on for sure. Um, so um, I know you're also an active member of Scary's AC. Could you like to tell us a little bit about Scary's AC and maybe your role at the club? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, a neighbouring club of, of Lusk. Um, I suppose I've always had those wonderful coaches growing up. Um, when I moved to Dublin as well, I had coaches Sean and Terry Cahill, um, who coached me in my senior years and through my Irish records. And when you've had all those brilliant coaches growing up, you kind of have that need to pass on everything they passed on to Definitely. you, uh, to the younger generation. So when Scaries had started up a sprint group, uh, not that long ago, it must be only about eight or nine years ago, I got involved pretty quickly, just because my husband was from, from Scaries and, and they trained in Alsa, which wasn't too far from where I was living at the time. Um, 
And it's been brilliant. Small little group to start, growing all the time. Um, the club is growing too. We just recently added a, a senior, revitalised a senior section. And we have a wonderful group of sprinters from under 13 um, to under 18 upwards. Um, since COVID especially, it's been great being able to get back out on tracks, visit the National Indoor Arena in Abbottstown, and we had some, some great results in the Dublins. Um, recently. Brilliant. I also put a focus on the team stuff too. I know relays and fun and crack always kept me in the sport. Yeah, 100%. And so uh, looking forward to the relay competitions coming up now soon for the Dublin Indoors and hoping we have a good few teams entered there. Fantastic. Um, yeah, and absolutely Scary's local, local club to um, Lusk AC and I know we're all looking forward to um, visiting Scary's to run in the 10k which is the 18th of March so that's that's going to be fantastic in Scary's. So yeah the club's going to be 50 years old um, this year so it's a really great event to market and hopefully it'll become a, an annual event. Um, yeah so the club are hoping to to build and grow and I know the Lusk four mile is a, is a big event on the calendar and it's actually nice to have the two I think close enough in proximity people come to Lusk and hopefully might say oh this is a nice neck of the woods yeah. come here in a few weeks time. Absolutely the four mile will be a perfect primer for the 10k <laughs> a couple of weeks later. Um, brilliant and, and are you still running yourself or just coaching or? I actually run through being a member of Sanctuary Runners yeah. so um, in my sprinting career obviously I was a 100 metre specialist even 200 was sometimes a bit of a stretch for me my Irish record in the 100 metres I never came close to breaking an Irish 200 metre record for sure or competing at it um, in Europeans or Worlds or anything so you can imagine 5k is, is like a like I've taken up a different an sport an marathon yeah. yeah but actually as a sprinter you do an awful lot of work in the gym so I find keeping up the gym work the lifting all that kind of stuff um, is the bit I've really carried on from sprinting. It's probably been able to walk into a gym and know what you're, you're doing to a certain extent. Which I don't. <laughs> Which is, you know, it's a lot of a big barrier for people, I yeah. think, going into a gym and thinking, oh my goodness, you know, are people looking at me? Do I know what I'm doing? You know, so we spent years figuring all that out and it's nice to be able to, to keep that up and important as you're growing older too. You'll have people asking you for advice now in the local gym. It's <laughs> scary knowing that you're very approachable. Um, okay, that's brilliant. Um, so yeah, you mentioned Sanctuary Runners and uh, I suppose that's the main reason what we're chatting today. Um, and could you please tell us a bit about Sanctuary Runners? Absolutely. It's a wonderful community initiative started back in 2018 by a founder called um, Graham Clifford, Kerry man living in Cork. And he was running in the uh, John Tracy 10 mile. Um, when you're thinking about a direct provision centre that had opened in his local area in Formoy. And he was thinking he didn't know anyone who lived there, had never had a chance to meet anyone. And he was saying, running along, thinking, wouldn't it be a, this be a lovely way to meet and chat to someone new to Ireland, running side by side with them and doing this exercise together, having something in common straight away. And the idea grew from there. So that year, uh, Sanctuary Runners entered relay teams in the Cork City Marathon. Uh, designed a, a bright blue t-shirt, very visible, with the words solidarity, friendship and respect mm -hmm. on the back of it. Um, and had people from the local community, the running community, people who'd never run before, people living in direct provision, migrants to Ireland for all different reasons. Um, and people who participated said, oh, this is, was brilliant fun, really good crack, got to meet new people, can I do something like this in my local area? And from that, a network of groups has grown around Ireland. We have about 40 groups now running and walking together, often on a weekly basis around Ireland, just as a way of people in a local community getting to meet people who've moved to their community recently. 
Um, that's kind of the, the gist of it. We're apolitical. We're not a, a running group yet anyway, at least in the sense of, you know, serious training plans. We've loads of serious runners in the group, but they yeah. might be club members and sanctuary runners. So it's just very casual, social um, and fun. Brilliant. Sounds fantastic. Thanks for that. And I mean, have, have the goals kind of evolved over time or you, you may have covered that off already, but um, uh, I, I saw there's also, um, is it Sanctuary for Swimmers and uh, well, there was another event I can't remember, but um, so has it changed much over the years or? Yeah, I suppose two ways spring to mind. One is it probably was very focused on people seeking international protections, people living in direct provision initially, but really it's now more of an intercultural and multicultural group, you know, um, where people can just learn about all the different cultures and nationalities, you know, coming to Ireland, for example, the Limerick group, group would be a brilliant example of that. You'd look at that group and not maybe immediately know who are the people um, living in direct provision and who are the local Irish in inverted commas. And I suppose that has become our aim more so. And then, yeah, the second thing you mentioned, I suppose uh, the idea, I'm sure there's other groups doing something similar, but definitely seems to be when people think of sport and community integration, they think of sanctuary runners. And with that then becomes um, a bit of a power or an onus maybe to be advocates for community integration in sport in general. So when Swim Ireland approached us about doing something with them, we were delighted. Um, last year we had five sanctuary swimmer groups around Ireland and keeping it in the open air, in the outdoors, we focus on sea swimming. So we had sea swimming groups in Cork, in Galway, Waterford, Dublin and Wicklow. Um, it was great, really, um, like, you know, when you're going to run with someone, you're in it together, you're getting through it together. The bond forms easily. Absolutely. Very similar with the swimming, but maybe heightened a bit yeah, because yeah. <laughs> there's a lot more fear and trepidation there. Uh, it's cold. Some people will have joined that group and will have never been in the sea before in their whole lives and sometimes haven't even seen the sea. Could be as much as a dip into the sea and dip back out. Like, yeah, you know, well, yeah, our, the coaches works. are amazing. The Swim yeah. Ireland coaches know they really actually are like, right, let's get going, let's help yeah. you overcome the fear. And people are really floating, swimming by the end of their, their six weeks course. So little things like that. And we did um, a hill walking day out in Wicklow last year as well with Glen Cree Peace and Reconciliation Centre. Mountaineering Ireland, some local guides. So just seeing anywhere Lots that we can dip our toe in. Yeah, and similar, brilliant partnership now with Athletics Ireland, trying to figure out how we can support each other in our aims. Obviously, what we do, you know, is something that clubs all around the country, um, for the most part, think is a, is a great idea. And Athletics Ireland thinks so too. And we're really interested in tapping into the wonderful network of clubs, maybe fit for life groups to to get that approach. Scaries AC, for example, would have invited people living in direct provision in Scaries to join in their Fit for Life group over the summer and it was, it was really wonderful. Yeah. And it was, I was really delighted to see it's, it's a, a Sanctuary Runners is an Irish initiative, as you mentioned. Uh, so is there other countries or is there interest from outside of Ireland to look at the model that you've developed? I'm sure there is. Yeah, absolutely. And we've done pilots in, in London and in Cologne. And I think we will we will get there eventually. It's just figuring out what the strongest model is in Ireland for export. We have a brilliant ambassador, um, Noel Selorm, who is from Ghana originally and leads our group in Fairview in Dublin. And he was actually overrunning a half in Barcelona at the weekend right. and talking to students and different groups uh, in Barcelona about it because he, 
he just met a lady at the Cork City Marathon who does something similar with homeless people in Barcelona and, and formed that connection. Um, so sanctuary runners in general are very <laughs> tend to be friendly and open to making these connections. So it gets it can be quite easy for it to, to grow like that. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Um, and then how did you get involved actually? Actually, my uh, I first heard of it through a company called Gym Plus Coffee that my brother-in-law runs, and they provided gear to sanctuary runners a few years ago, and he, he sent us a bit of information into the, the family WhatsApp, as you do. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, and when we moved to Scaries, I was just in touch with seeing if there was a group near me or trying to set one up with um, linked with Mosley Direct Provision Centre. And then COVID, so nothing happened at the time, but when a role came up, um, to lead the Irish groups, I was, you know, jumped at the chance. I'd come from a, a startup background, well, from law originally into a startup and Sanctuary Runners is a kind of a non-profit startup. Yeah. So it seemed like a wonderful chance to mix a great social initiative, you know, with obviously passion for running as well in that environment. So Brilliant. And you you have the, the title as Ireland Lead. So what does that roughly involve then? Um, it's about organising those 40 groups. We now have a development team, a few part-time development officers um, who do a wonderful job of setting up and supporting the Sanctuary Runner groups around Ireland. So I work with that team and then work with developing the Irish partnerships to, um, you know, meeting the likes of Sport Ireland, Chatham Park Run, where we run quite often, Athletics Ireland. Um, all that kind of stuff. So right. very varied, different things cropping up every day. And um, I work with the Dublin groups quite closely as well. We have five groups in Dublin, so there's always plenty going on um, in the city. Okay, um, fantastic. So, I mean, how would how do you think the the sanctuary runners has positively impacted the lives of participants or the people who take part? Like. Oh God, in so many ways. I mean, we do our impact reviews all the time and the stuff coming back is is incredible. We were actually six years old last week and you'll see it on our social media channels if anyone wants yeah. to have a look. Just stories of six of the Sanctuary Runners, um, well, just to kind of show it in a real human way how it has impacted. Um, one of the stories of a lady called Boomy who came to Dublin originally living in Balsesk in a reception centre with her... Um, four sons and she saw a few people wearing the t-shirts with solidarity friendship respect on the back and just said what's this all about and they said you can just there's a bus here every week to go to Poppentry Park Run you know come along um, and three years later she said the positive impacts on her life have been huge it's just an immediate welcome to Ireland yeah. a place to go even in the winter months to get you out of you know the room you're in with your four kids as yeah. you can imagine yeah. a really supportive network and then uh, when she was moved to Letterkenny, you know, it can be quite a wrench coming from Dublin City to somewhere that's more remote or rural. Now, Letterkenny is a decent enough sized town, but but far away from anything you've, you know, managed to put together for yourself in Dublin. Yeah. And Boomy helped set up the group there in Letterkenny as well with a few others. And that's a really thriving social group as well. And for her as well, just who said, it was an introduction to sport in Ireland for her sons through doing the runs every week. You know, they play basketball now, Gaelic, all different sports for their Brilliant. school. And as she put it herself, she said, my my support system is rock solid. <laughs> all the connections, you just, once you meet people, you know yourself in a town or a city, 
meet one person who introduce you to another person or maybe a job or, or whatever it is, that network of friends. It's all the chat when you're on your run or your walk or whatever, you know, that's uh, that's really That's brilliant. a chat. And, and then the fact for people, that she set it up herself in Letterkenny is, is, is really It is amazing, yeah. yeah. And she's a great ambassador. She was on Ray Darcy's show for us last year when we were setting up in Bunkrana as well and just um, really good ambassador for Sanctuary Runners. And then I know, as Graham always says, this was actually set up more for us, nearly for people uh, local to Ireland, um, to help impact our communities and build stronger communities. Yeah. Um, you know, there's an awful lot of anti-migrant sentiment at the moment. And when you have those tight connections in a community, the community is much more resilient to any, you know, influences that mightn't be local to the community. So it gives people in Ireland a non-political way of doing something about that, a really friendly way of uh, being able to welcome people. So, you know, people feel they're taking that power back in their own communities when they join it. And just the friends as well. I think we're all a little more isolated than we were in years past. And um, one of the other stories is a lady called Betty who came to Ireland. She didn't say how many years ago, but she said a long, long time ago when she was 26, originally from England. And she said it was so hard to make connections in Ireland and a friend network, even just coming from England. So she's like, this is my chance to make it easier for people coming to Ireland from other countries too. And then she said she would never have ran in the Cork City Marathon if it wasn't for this. Right. She's been in Sanctuary Swimmers, said she's the slowest at park run, but she knows there's always going to be a group of Sanctuary runners waiting for her at the end and clap her on, you know. Um, so it could go on and on. But Yeah, that's fantastic. Like this stuff, like just people say, you know, they didn't know where the local direct provision centre was before they joined Sanctuary Runners. They didn't have a friend living in direct provision. Yeah. Um, and all that has happened as a result and vice versa. Super. That's, that sounds fantastic. And all those details of all the different uh, Sanctuary Runner events are on, on your website. So people can, can definitely uh, visit and, and get involved. So would there be any challenges um, or unique challenges that uh, Sanctuary Runners might face? I think so. Uh, for the members, for our members who are new to Ireland, who don't have English as their first language, or I suppose who are fleeing some kind of conflict or persecution, you arrive with nothing on your back and uh, no idea of our culture or society. So it is, you can imagine it yourself, landing somewhere different. At, you know, it takes a long while to, to navigate it. Yeah. Um, so I suppose from a running point of view, it's just finding out what the amenities are there having uh, information translated, maybe gear, a pair of runners or a pair of leggings, for example. We have our own team t-shirts, which is great, and we we'll always seek funding for those. Um, but those, the basics really of yeah. knowing where to go, that you will be welcome and, and what to wear and what it's all about. Um, so we try to address those as much as possible and transport sometimes as well when we can. Great. So. Um Maybe in terms of community engagement then, um, how, how does Sanctuary Runners involve the, the local community in supporting and participating in their initiatives? And I know you touched on a few things, particularly around uh, Sports Ireland but, and other uh, sporting organisations, but just the general local community, how, how do you get them involved or encourage them to come along? Well, the great thing is it usually starts in the local community. So we find for the most part, a group gets set up because a group of locals come to us yeah. or existing sanctuary runners move somewhere else in the country and they want to start it up. So that is your, uh, they're your group organisers and, you know, we can help provide the support, the materials, the translations. They know how to advertise in the local community, whether it's having a town meeting, whether it's, you know, hosting an event and inviting all the community organisations around. 
plenty of times groups have started from athletics clubs themselves or athletics club members um, who want to do something else around running as well. So that's the great thing. It comes from within the community. So our job is more to support the people who, who want to take it on. And the same way you'd set up any club. Um, so yeah, social media obviously all play a role. There's competition for all kind of clubs and organisations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not always easy. Yeah. But once you have a few community organisations and people who are um, willing to come behind it, then you know it just starts to happen yeah. naturally. And once people know what it's about, you know the way people nearly don't accept that it is as simple as we say it is. Yeah, yeah. No, you just pick a place, come, walk, run. Um, enjoy yourself have a cup of tea maybe if you have a few flasks and go home and then once you do it a few times you're like alright that really is what it is super so maybe just as a follow on then could, could you maybe talk about some positive changes in community perceptions or attitudes towards um, people who are seeking asylum or in Ireland for example yeah I think probably um, from away is a good example um, of where things are tough at the moment but two different initiatives, and it's not just uh, just just sanctuary runners, but an international choir have helped um, build a strong community there, where people from up to nineteen different nationalities are part of these groups. Some both groups, the international choir and sanctuary runners, and um, some one or the other, um, and that really has helped. Another really good example would be Lochinor in Donegal is one of our newest groups, um, and a lady set up that group. Um, when she heard a centre was opening uh, next door to her mum, she heard a lot of people, you know, talking with a bit of fear maybe about what it might look like and what it meant for the community. And she said, right, let's take the bull by the horns here um, and let's meet these people. Let's go do something together and, you know, connect and make friendships. And, and it's been really successful so far. A really lovely group meet on a Sunday and just have a run, a walk around the local. They have a lovely local um, walk there that they go on so I won't go you know I won't go into any more details than yeah, that but fine. you can just see it you can just yeah, see it that's a lovely example um, and then are you in a position to share any other anecdotes about participants forming friendships or support networks through sanctuary runners or any marriages or any uh... <laughs> <laughs> no marriages that I know of yet actually but yeah lovely friendships um, and patience one of our members in, in Dublin always uh talks about her introduction to Sanctuary Runners. She was in um, an accommodation centre in Dundrum, kind of staring at the four walls and thinking, what have I done? How have I got here? Was it a wrong decision? Um, then saw a flyer for Sanctuary Runners and she messaged the number on it and, and a girl, um, many runners might know, Judy McGinn, I'd say text her and said, yeah, I'll pick you up in the morning and we go to a place called Park Run and we'll run together. Um, and another uh, lady called Yulia from Ukraine came on the same day. Um, and Patience always says, now, now I've got my best friend Yulia from Sanctuary Runners. Deirdre's really close with them as well, as are others in the group. She said, myself and Yulia, we don't even speak the same language. You know, uh, Yulia is learning English, but Ukrainian is her first language. She said, but, you know, we're best friends now through Sanctuary Runners and I have that connection. It's like my family here in Ireland. I hear a lot about the family, you know, here in Ireland from a lot of people. Lovely. Um, yeah, there's been people have been giving people away at their weddings, you know, because they become the family here. Um, I know someone in our Terman Feckin group got married last year, 
but his wife wasn't in the same place as him. If you know what I mean, he was getting married to her, but it was through a kind of a civil document okay. um, back in the country he, where he was from. So Termin Feckin Sanctuary Runners had a huge wedding party for him in Termin Feckin so that he had a way of celebrating and marking it here in Ireland. So brilliant social occasions happening all the time. Fantastic. Um, so maybe moving on then to kind of future plans. I mean, are, are there any future plans that you can share with us or aspirations for Sanctuary Runners going forward? Yeah, we, we want to have a presence, you know, in towns and villages in Ireland where, um, where there's a need and where people want us to go. Um, so mostly we want to help continue to support the Irish groups for now and absolutely then look at international expansion. Definitely want to partner with other organisations like your Swim Ireland, like Athletics Ireland, like Sport Ireland, um, and continue to grow in that way. So it doesn't sound like uh, rocket science, but we've actually grown so quickly over the last few years. We're in a little bit of a double down, I think, <laughs> situation yeah, at the yeah. moment, make sure we can support um, who we have. Really want to make sure people know the Sanctuary Runners is for everyone. You know the way you see a club or a group sometimes and you say, oh, isn't that lovely? There they are yeah. by themselves. They don't need me. I suppose our message is we do. We absolutely need everyone who has any interest in this or wants to know more or is curious to come join us. And that can be real casually. So on our website, we publish the list of groups we have around Ireland that you can come and join in with and, and meet as often as you like. But we also publish a list of events where we'll be running. So if you're not a regular sanctuary runner or you don't have a group near you, but you, you like what we do, um, you could just drop us a line, say, come here, could I get a T-shirt? You know, I'm going doing the Remembrance Run or the Cork City Marathon or whatever it is at Dublin Marathon. I want to be a supporter or represent sanctuary runners or join in whatever you're doing on the day. Um, so I think getting that message out there is good. That's brilliant. And that kind of covers off one of the questions I had in relation to how do people and athletics club members get involved. So obviously I'm a member of Lusk AC. I'll use, I'll use myself as an example. I'd love to go, go along to one of your events. Uh, and in going to one of your events, I'm not leaving my Lusk yeah, AC club. Yeah. I'm just going along supporting and getting involved. So what, what would be the, lo the, the closest um, sanctuary running group to, to Lusk, for example, then? Yeah, you could head towards town and pop into Poppentry Park okay. Run any Saturday morning. Our Poppentry group run there, um, and a very welcoming park run. Um, or you could head over to East Meath and have a run on the beach there, Laytown, Betty's Town, Lovely. on a Saturday meeting on a Saturday morning too. And actually, there's a park run uh, opening there soon as well. So you could pop up there any Saturday morning. You can't miss the blue t-shirts. Um, have a chat. Get a t-shirt if you want um, and join in. Or like that, look at the events list. Try and think what's coming up. We just did the Rohini 5 mile there recently. Great. I'm not sure what else is coming up on the calendar. Probably have a few members in, in the Scaries run, I'm sure, as well. Um, so, yeah, it's really easy. It's really yeah. easy to get So I don't involved. need to flag to anyone that I'm, I'm arriving. I just rock up and introduce myself and say I'd love to run and chat. And yeah, absolutely. And if you want, if you want, you say if you're planning for, some people say, give me that T-shirt first. I'm doing the marathon. I need to make sure it's not going to cut me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll send you out a t-shirt as well uh, for something like that too so it's very easy to get involved and then if people want to set up one in their area you know obviously we have a, a bigger discussion about that um, and make sure you get a good strong organising team up and running before you, before you, you launch Okay, great. And and just then, are there any specific uh, events on the horizon that you might like to highlight or, or mention? Yeah, 
we we uh, we do all the I suppose a lot of the big uh, city and town runs. So Cork City Marathon is a big one for us. Probably the ten k for the most part, but a lot of people doing the half, and that's just a big party because it started in Cork. So it's yeah. always a good one to join us at uh, for anyone who likes it. Dublin Marathon again. We had a great team of that last year. Streets of Galway, Great Limerick Run. Uh, a whole host of stuff. We're at the Milford 10 mile, or is it a 10k? I think at the weekend, Limerick, we're doing their sixth, their fifth birthday actually as well. So have a look. There's actually so much going on. <laughs> I think yeah. I need to check the website <laughs> as well. And we're also open to, I mean, travel can be an issue, but if people like to invite sanctuary runners to come along and give entries to people um, who are living in direct provision, we're always delighted to hear from you as well. Right. That's a, that's a really important message. That's great. Yeah. Invite people along for sure. Because um, there's so many races and I mean, every weekend there's, there's a race on. Um, that'd be great. Um, so finally, maybe if, if it's OK, um, how has your involvement with Sanctuary Runners impacted you personally? So a serious question or? No, it's a great question. It's opened my eyes. It's one of those things when I read about it first, it seemed like a no-brainer, but yet I'd never thought about it, to be honest. And you kind of give, you know, you kind of take a step back then and say, God, like, how was that not on my radar that people are coming to Ireland and it's hard to connect with them and it's hard for them to connect with you. So that, orig- that initial eye-opener was huge for me. And I know a lot of people feel the same, you know. Um, that's number one. And then since joining, it's just um, the friendships, meeting so many great positive people and seeing so much gratitude from people local to Ireland or people new to Ireland about what it's brought to them I suppose as well and seeing how hard people work to make it happen I mean I know I'm saying all the time it is a simple concept but like any club when you're trying to do something consistently consistently um, it does take effort and commitment as well and seeing that I suppose has made me see how important it is that we all still volunteer in our community like it definitely made me double down even in scaries too I know it's different um a running club that is more whatever events and juvenile based than what we do but I think that importance of volunteering um and to encourage people and not be shy about people asking people to help as well I think when you volunteer at anything, you get more back 100%. than you give. Yeah. And I think you have to do it to know that. So it's really, it's really brought that home as well. Um, and I suppose I just, you have no concept, I think. Well, I certainly didn't about when you'd land in a country with nothing, what effort it takes to continue to be positive all the time. And I like that that's what Sanctuary Runners focuses on. I think often sometimes people look at our social media and think all oh, these smiley happy faces like you know it's serious as well but there's other organizations dealing with the serious side and helping support people in other ways with the homelessness or the services or education and I do think it's brought home to me as well that there is always space for friendships and positivity and that the job we do is really important in that and it's attractive it's really attractive to people you know that they can join something like that too so that's a lot of different impacts but <laughs> but they're all true <laughs> Yeah, that's really that's really wonderful. Uh, so th- thanks very much for that. Um, so look, I'd like to finish by thanking Ailish for talking to us and highlighting the power and importance of sport in terms of bringing people together and having a transformative impact on integration and well-being. I got that off your website. <laughs> I better <laughs> acknowledge that. But um, also really great to have a guest down from Scary's AC. And I mentioned it earlier. I know many of uh, our Lusk AC members are looking forward to visiting Scary's on the uh, 18th of March. So um we might see you there. Um, 
But again, thanks again for uh, speaking to us. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks again to Ailish. I have added the link to the Sanctuary Runners website in our program notes. Do visit the website and check out, for example, the Six Years, Six Stories feature, which is really great. Next up, Julie's interview with Pat and also some audio of Pat's high energy workouts and some Vox Pops with participants. Hi everyone, I'm delighted to be talking to LUSK AC member Pat Whelan at the training facility called the OTC or the Olympic Training Centre. Pat is a super runner, but famously known as the man behind the high energy and much love strength and conditioning sessions that take place every Monday and Wednesday here at the OTC. So thank you so much for joining us and chatting to us today, Pat. Thank you very much for the invite and uh, the kind intro. Yeah, brilliant. Well, listen, um, you could start from the very beginning, like when and why you joined the club. Okay, well, uh, taking it back, well, first of all, I'm very honoured and privileged to be part of these podcasts because I've listened to them all and they're all superb. Oh, thank uh, you. So yeah, really enjoy them. Yeah. Uh, so probably about uh, 2020, end of 2020 during COVID, um, the gyms were closing and yeah. restrictions in place. So uh, running became an outlet, a good yeah. option. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's when I joined at first. Uh, I wasn't um, privy to any sort of sessions like fartlek or yeah. tempo running or anything like that. I just yeah. used to run sort of um, 4Ks, 5Ks, yeah. and made that fatal error of trying to run uh, the same distance faster each time. Yeah. And, which is, which, yeah, it's, it's just nuts. Yeah, so but, it was uh, a big change then when you joined absolutely. the club. Absolutely. And when I saw the structure and the intervals and what you, you know, that just made made sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, probably the furthest distance I'd ran was uh, the Lusk Formwell. And we get, right. a, get a, uh, a, a punt in there about yeah, uh, the race it's coming up, up yeah, on the Tour de March. <laughs> That's this, yeah. Yeah, so get it out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, when I joined the club then, uh, the support, the motivation was just, you know, uh, endless. Yeah. And uh, within three years, I'd done two marathons and volunteered one. So Brilliant. it's in true Lusk fashion, you yeah, know, that yeah. just takes a grip. Yeah. And ever since then, I've just become hooked on the club. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, that's basically how it started. Brilliant. Yeah, it sounds like you've come on a lot and it's a big change from four years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the moment, I'm uh, I'm part of uh, a 5K, 10K plan okay. with yeah. Captain KG, yeah. <laughs> Keith Green. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I can't say enough about the plan yeah. and I can't say enough about I'm, I'm, I've exceeded any expectations I thought of doing myself and Brilliant. you know and we're still going after it this year so yeah, yeah really Fantastic. enjoying it yeah. yeah so tell us about you know the, the background and interest and when did that start in strength and conditioning right okay how long have you got <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh, I suppose starting off uh, I was late to the sort of fitness party yeah and uh, I knew I needed to do something yeah and my three boys I've three boys and they were all in taekwondo okay so yeah. I decided uh, I'll have a crack at that yeah um so so I joined it fairly late and it probably wasn't the ideal type of training to start doing, uh, yeah. doing high kicks at in your late 30s, <laughs> maybe touching 40. Uh, but I gave it a go and yeah. I loved it. Yeah. And I graded up, uh, nearly made black belt. Uh, I had to actually take a step back down when I got a groin injury, which prevented me from going yeah, on any further. further. So what happened then was a few guys that I'd met, uh, coaches and uh, fellow sort of training partners, they went into boxing okay. and kickboxing. Yeah. And uh, sure, I had a crack at that as well. Yeah. Loved that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then one of the Taekwondo coaches started up a class on a, towards the evening it was. Yeah. And um, 
it was in a sort of like a circuits hit type class. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. And found myself sort of really wanting to, you know, do my best at it. And uh, it's actually a love story there. I met my partner there as well oh, while we were training. Oh. And so we pushed each other's boundaries while yeah. we were there. And yeah, uh, yeah I, had to, I struggled to keep up with her. <laughs> Still do. But uh, yeah, that, that's more or less where I got the sort of attraction for it. Yeah. And um, I subsequently then joined NC Fitness, Aki's. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I don't need to say much more. His classes yeah. are absolutely top class. Great. Uh, the content, uh, yeah. the way he structures them. Yeah. And to be honest, I learned a lot you know, yeah. doing those classes. That's sort of the base where I got a lot of my knowledge. Yeah, yeah. And how did you then start, you know, getting involved in the OTC and, and helping out with classes here? It sort of just evolved into that. Um, I came across with the guys and uh, they had a, a plan and a structure. Yeah. Followed it. Um, and uh, I joined in and I, I was enjoying it, yeah. but I felt that it was missing something. It didn't have a tempo, it didn't have a flow, yeah. it didn't have banging tunes. Yeah. And uh, I <laughs> felt like. Important, yeah, absolutely. Important, yeah. And I felt like I could give something back, uh, especially considering the support I got during the marathons. Yeah. Guys putting out water and giving you the advice. I mean, I've done nothing to contribute to that. So yeah. I said, you know what? This is something I can. Yeah. And I reckon I can, you know, give it a good go. And sure, it just took off from there. Yeah. Uh, it sounds very voluntary. It doesn't sound like you were roped into. It sounds like you're very willing. Uh, absolutely not. I put my hand up and uh, I love putting the time together to uh, structure the classes, yeah. get a playlist together yeah. and adapt it to whatever sort of uh, the crowd we have, you know. Yeah. And now we have a, we, we sort of have a, um, a base type of drills that we do in yeah. both days. We can go yeah. into that in, in a while, yeah. but uh, we, uh, we mix it up and keep it fresh, yeah. you know, because I think that's important too. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, yeah. So what is your, I suppose, overall philosophy then when it comes to strength and conditioning for yeah. athletes? but particularly for runners well my philosophy on training is to enjoy it yeah it's to have fun yeah but it's uh, also uh, I believe be passionate about it yeah because I think it's been said before it's uh, it's the safest drug on the market yeah. endorphins that you can get from it for your health and your well-being you just cannot and uh, it'll get you through things in life yeah you know and to be honest when we all come into any environment you train you lose yourself yeah and I think that's what it's about yeah. you know going in sweating it out yeah. forgetting about your what's happened during the day yeah. any troubles you have yeah. leave it at the door and go and burn yeah. and that's pretty much you know my mantra you know yeah. when it comes to training I'm a great advocate for making things fun because then it just you know it doesn't seem like hard work yeah, yeah. like you know your work should you should enjoy it yeah. it should be fun and if you yeah. don't then you, <laughs> you don't produce the same results really do you absolutely uh, and um, so yeah in, in terms of tailoring your approach to the, meet the specific needs of runners or endurance athletes you know do you are you yeah. focusing on particular muscle groups or yeah. Well, the drills are the same regardless uh, of whether a class member is a long distance or short distance, that's yeah. being honest, okay? So everybody, there's different abilities in this room okay. and there's ultra marathon runners, there's yeah. marathon runners, there's 5K, there's, yeah. there's some people that are only starting off. So it's how many reps they would do okay. or what weight they would. So it's up to an individual to adapt yeah. that. Now, obviously, I'll keep an eye and, you know, no one will go above where yeah. they can hurt themselves. Yeah. But it's down to how many reps you do yourself and how far. But again, going back to being passionate, in this environment, you'll get driven on by mm. someone stronger. Yeah. And that's the difference. You'll step up your mark. You'll come yeah. out of your comfort zone. And I think yeah. that's that's important in a, in a group environment. Yeah. How do you know then when you've done enough? <laughs> yeah, you're sore. <laughs> is it when you're feeling the burn? Is it what is it? Yeah, it's, it's something like that. I suppose when you get to that point where, you know, it shouldn't be 
you know, it shouldn't hurt you, yeah. but it, you should feel it. I yeah. mean, you want to you want to know that you're trained when you walk yeah. out the next day and feel it a bit. Obviously, not that it's going to restrict your running. It needs to enhance your running. Yes. But you need to know. You need to hit them muscle groups, uh, you know, and waking them up. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of that, you know, you mentioned you wanted to enhance your running. In what ways does it enhance people's running? <sighs> Well, I mean, if you're strengthening up your calves and you're strengthening up any soft tissues that you have, you're preventing yourself. Okay, there's no bulletproof answer. You're never going to make yourself bulletproof. Yeah. But if you can make yourself a bit of a harder shell going yeah. into it, yeah. you know, that's a good thing. Now, I personally uh, benefited from it because... Uh, too much running for me doesn't suit me because my shins and calves don't really stand up to it. Okay. So this suits me a lot because I can, okay. I can, I can, uh, I can build up in here. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of the guys are finding that as well. Even the marathon guys, you know, that they can build up a core strength and the form gets stronger mm. as they build up. You know, in yeah. in in strength and muscle mass as well is important, of course. Yeah. I know you've had that in the podcast. Yeah. Especially uh, as you get on, you yeah. lose your muscle mass, so yeah. it's very important we try and maintain. You know, get that back. Yeah. And just suit all sort of all all ages all you know as you said all abilities people who yeah. are kind of you know running long distance short distance you know do you have to focus on different things at different ages um, do women have to focus on different things to men absolutely any? not i mean every drill yeah. is there and as i say we partner up which is a good thing so we mix up the partners as well yeah. you don't get too comfortable with someone where you're just here for a little yap okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we do have a bit of healthy banter and slagging you know over yeah. some people yap a, a bit too yeah. much but uh but it's only it's a bit of fun yeah. and uh we, you know people push each other when you go with someone that's a little bit you know higher level than you yeah and you'll see now you're witnessing tonight now when we have a bit of a crack with the uh, during the class uh, on the spin bike yeah. and we have a bit of competitive level to see who goes the furthest out of each team yeah and everybody wants to be on the winning team yeah. nobody wants to be a loser <laughs> bit of competition that always yeah. works doesn't it <laughs> absolutely yeah absolutely um, and have you encountered any common issues that people have come to you with or have had before and where strength and condition has actually helped them you know in terms of overcoming injury or to you know improve you know or, or prevent something that they've had an issue with in the past yeah well of course marathon runners and mm. you know you've done one I believe yeah. and, and, yeah. and I've done two and we know what you know the toll it takes yeah. uh, some people have a you know genetically are stronger yeah. uh, but you know a lot of guys will come in you know and it might be their calves or it could be even just ankles or, or plantar fasciitis okay. anything like that yeah. so coming in here one of the fundamentals as well I try to keep it as low impact so because they're they're pounding the roads already they're mm. putting racking up the miles yeah. so in here we try and keep it as low impact yes okay we will do some step burpees you know at times and you know we'd push it but we're not pounding the legs okay we're really concentrating on having a look at, at the upper body making that a bit stronger okay. you know yeah yeah because yeah. your legs got good workout when you're running absolutely suppose, yeah. and most of yeah. you know the people that are in the club will have developed in their quads and, yeah. and their calves yeah uh, but I, again you, to touch on you've done previous uh, podcasts and uh, you know the guys would um, have struggled with some of the you know basics like press ups or yeah. <laughs> you know sit ups you know and it's quite remarkable really uh, yeah. considering that they've done marathons and ultra marathons they're so fit but, but I tell you what you can see the difference in the transformation already and a lot of the guys that are doing this here yeah. are just uh, really raised their game yeah 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 that's brilliant that's amazing um, and in terms of like integrating it with your running so you know you were saying you can't do too much running for other people are there specific times during a training cycle that training for strength is 
you know, more you know, emphasised or should be avoided? Mm. Um, you know, should you kind of take taper as you do when you, you know, you're running towards a race? Well, again, it's a, it's a bit of an individual thing, that, isn't it? Because, uh, I mean, obviously you're not going to do a strength and conditioning class straight after a marathon. Yeah. Uh, if you're coming up to a big race, uh, I would suggest, you know, drop off to one, you know, one class or yeah. lessen the amount you're doing. You know, you want to be fresh going into it. So yeah. you sort of have to adapt that yourself, you know, and you will listen to your own body how many times have we heard that yeah. and we, we all uh, yeah. don't always heed that yeah but uh, yeah but i believe especially during the winter it's not so glamorous to go out there and uh, and run in them conditions yeah. so why not you know come into a class environment yeah. uh, you're going to raise your level. You're going to have a good tunes, a bit of banter, a bit of laugh, yeah. and you're going to get a good workout. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. And do, like, do you have to come twice a week? Is once no. a week enough? Like, how many sessions do you tend to yeah. recommend? Well, twice we have, and we've two different structures. I'll go into that shortly. Yeah. But uh, certainly, if you're only coming to one, and you can do a bit at home, you can take away from what you you know what you see okay. here. You yeah. could adapt that at home because there's yeah. you know a couple of simple uh, training tools that you need, and mm. you can. It's endless the amount yeah. of uh, stuff that you can do with yeah. that so yeah. yeah no you don't have to come twice and a lot of, uh, of the guys can only come once yeah. and uh, you know that's fine yeah. uh, that, life has to you know people have plans yeah, and uh, yeah. busy lives yeah. and yeah. kids to look after and everything else there you <laughs> go so you're trying to squeeze it in you know yeah. so I, and can you squeeze it into your daily routine you know I've seen lots of people saying oh you can just do this while you're making your cup of tea <laughs> waiting for the kettle to well, like what do people have you know certain equipment at home to do things at home yeah I wouldn't pair, I, like um, for me class environment is where it's at yeah. you know I always love that I get, actually get nervous going in because yeah. I, 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 that's me just you know I, I want to push myself I want to you know get the best from myself yeah. uh, some simple uh, medium to lightweight dumbbells okay. um, a kettlebell yeah. uh, and a yoga mat yeah. I mean, three simple things are not overly expensive. You know, you get them in little if you want. Yeah. Uh, but it's doing the right drills with them. Now, it's not always easy, of course, to find the motivation. And I always have the height of respect for people with discipline mm. that yeah. uh, do their own uh, type of uh, strength and conditioning. Yeah. And, and I think that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, personally, I need to go out into a class environment you know yeah. that for me is is the right way but obviously not everyone has that option yeah. and you can adapt it yeah. and certainly I've shared uh, drills and programs with uh, some of the uh, running uh, members yeah. and they can use that uh, if they if they wish okay. and they're simple ones as well yeah. again you don't overcomplicate it because it turns people off if yeah. you only have 10 minutes to work with or 15 minutes you know you can you can execute some good drills there yeah. in that time and still feel I've done something yeah you know and feel a bit you know better you know better for doing it yeah absolutely so it's easy to do some some bits at home but you maybe get yeah. a little bit more if you come to the class you absolutely. might get pushed a little bit further well, you will <laughs> that's a guarantee um, and you talked about structures you said you want to talk about that so. oh yeah okay so uh, on a Monday for example it's a, a circuit or a hit type training mm -hmm. and when the better weather comes which we ha we enjoyed last year we were able to go outside here and uh, we adapted it we brought in the battle ropes into it oh, yes. which is really good for the core yeah. uh, skipping you yeah. know stuff that you you know yeah. you wouldn't be doing at home anyway yeah. um, or maybe you do I don't know <laughs> but uh, yeah so that was really good uh, so Mondays, this, you know, we have common drills then that we take over into the Wednesday. Mm. The Wednesday has evolved into a boxing type class, mm. which I, I didn't really uh, set out for yeah. that to happen. But yeah. I saw the excitement in uh, some of the members because, of course, it's so different to any yeah. other training they've ever done. Yeah. And uh, I could see the natural draw. that, And then, of course, everybody loves to put gloves on and hit the bag, yeah. you know, and it's a great release. And uh, also we partner up and we have focus pads, you know, 
on. We've got the right gloves, so everybody's protecting themselves from injury. Yeah. Uh, we're not, there's no contact, but it's all in good spirit. But I tell you what, we have a cardio born at the end of that class, and people can't even talk. Now, that's <laughs> remarkable for some of the guys in here, to, you know, that they actually yeah. are speechless. Yeah. Uh, but that born is equivalent to, like, if you're after blasting out a 5K, yeah. you know, because it's different. You're using different type of muscle groups, but you're also, you're, you're working your cardio hard, you yeah. know, with them arms, you know. Uh, I think I'm quite glad that I'm here on the Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> we can get no, you back on the Wednesday. No, no, I think I'll be all right. <laughs> I'll do a run. Uh, yeah, so like, what, what if you imagine like a first, you know, kind of a, a new runner who's thinking about incorporating strength and conditioning, might be a little bit intimidated to come along to a class or might, you know, kind of think, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this. Like, what would you say to them? Yeah, um, I mean, get started on it. Mm. Uh, it's it can seem a bit mundane and, uh, and boring and I think that's why I made the point I like coming to the classes but you can if you just if you have the discipline yeah. and if you start off for example with body weight exercises you know yeah. you're not using weights you know don't shock the okay. system too much yeah. you know squats lunges you know your basics yeah. that you would do in your warm up as well yeah. like in the over in the, at the hub yeah. uh, but start with that uh, focus on your core and yeah. then of course bring the arms into it work on the arms you know okay. it's uh, as, as I pointed out it's uh, if you can build up the upper half, you know, you're going to keep a stronger form, you know, yeah. a, big, a stronger base, you know, yeah. stronger trunk. Yeah. And that's that's really a good asset to have, you know, yeah. when you're if you're on any type of running. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. this was the arms get a bit, a bit neglected, even though you are <laughs> using Absolutely. them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, yeah, yeah. Trying to do press ups after not, not doing anything for a while. Is a yeah. And to be honest, we, we don't like press ups are a great drill, but I do realize the difficulty of them. And yeah. technically, they are hard for people. Now, we do yeah. introduce them, but we do them on the step. I'm a big advocate okay. of using the step. Yeah. Uh, the step in, in with the press-ups will, uh, you know, save the arms a little bit. Okay. And it, it's a sort of a bridge before you can do them on yeah, the, on the look, ground. Yeah. And, and I, we do have goals. I want to see some of these guys, you know, banging out 10 press-ups down the line. But look, come here. That will happen in time. Yeah. And they're all going, they're all determined enough to do it. Yeah. But at the moment, do it on the step. Do it on your knees. You know, don't shock yeah. the body too much. Yeah. The step is also great for some of the drills you'll be doing tonight yourself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing you in action on the, you know, there's a couple of hopping squats. But again, low impact. Yeah. But we want to work the adductors as well, so we do the skater because okay. you know we're so used to going forward as runners. Yeah. You know we're not moving to the side, so yeah. we integrate a few drills like okay. that with the step. I find the step is, is brilliant for okay. for stuff like that. You know, oh, looking forward to it. Well, I think I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, <laughs> I, either that or I'll be cursing my husband for signing me <laughs> up for this. It'll be one, one or, or the other, other. <laughs> or maybe both. <laughs> maybe both. Um, so look, you know, your sessions are very popular. They've increased in popularity a lot. I think you know you've got packed classes. Um, everyone absolutely raves about them. I've heard a lot of people talking about them and and complimenting you and, and you know how you get everyone motivated why do you think you know members enjoy them so much what do you think well, the, thanks the very much for them kind words uh, yeah. it's obviously the music and the coach yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no no seriously though it's a uh, it's not an individual effort that has to be stated yeah. uh, there's a group of us here uh, I'm in close sort of alliance with uh, with Una who's the captain here mm. and I would uh, bounce off her you know yeah how the session went does she think you know what the benefits because of course uh, she's uh, if she's in training or and the other guys in training I want to make sure it's right for them yeah. so I'll listen I'll listen to the feedback yeah. and, and shape it to uh, you know to suit yeah. uh, but I mean in here as I've already said the camaraderie and uh, the bit of fun we have you yeah. know 
you know, you're not, you get, you get so much of that when you're, when you're running together, but when you're in here, it's a different environment as well, you know, and you've got some banging tunes then just to raise the, raise the roof and, yeah. uh, you know, it really draws out sort of the, the, uh, the best out of uh, people, you know, in terms of performance, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. And then there's the odd occasion, there's some little protein uh, delights that are oh, brought yeah, over. <laughs> and uh, yeah, where would you get that, you know? Yeah, well, that's why he came along tonight, Darren came along. He's here, well, for, he's here for the cakes. I, I hope there's some, you know, I hope there's some. <laughs> uh, but but uh, in brief, though, I love what I'm doing. And uh, I've no problem investing the time into putting together, you know, a good playlist yeah. and uh, putting a session together to see who's here because, you know, I, I love what's going on in here, yeah. you know, and I, and I get a lot from that. Yeah. So, you know, we keep going. It's onwards yeah. and upwards. And uh, I think you commented as well on how much equipment we have here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's a huge it, amount of equipment. Yeah, it, I mean, the, the amount of energy and time that's gone in t- to a lot of guys that have built it to what it is now. And then, of course, the club is always forthcoming if we're looking mm. for more gear. And, and we have to say thank you very much for that. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Well, thanks very much for that. And, yeah, let's get started. Fast, fast, fast hands, okay? Yeah. Fast hands, uppercuts, bam, bam, bam. Yeah, you hold, yeah, bam, 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 bam. Yeah, uppercuts, fast hands again, okay? Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, that way, yeah. Uh, yeah, you could do hooks, hook, 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 okay? You only got gloves on, so be careful. And yeah, back to fast shots again, okay? And then we- welly them out here on poor Emma. So bam, 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 bam. Yeah, okay. Okay. Great song. Here we go. Rock of the Rockies. So what am I doing? What kind of shot? Just move around the bag. Just okay. put your hands. We're just... Okay. Don't go with the music. Five seconds. Four. Three. Two. Good. Good. That's it. Keep your guard up, yeah? Yes. Excellent. Well done. That wouldn't mess with her, Darren. <laughs> Ten seconds. That's it. Come on. Excellent, well done. Five seconds. Four, three, two, time. Well done, good power, well done. Good work. That. It was really, really good. Brilliant. Yeah. Really great after it. Yeah. How long have you been coming to the classes? Um, since oh, well, over a year. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's really yeah. good. Yeah. And we come now every Monday and Wednesday. So it's the same group. So it's really, really good. Yeah. What's your kind of favourite thing? What's the highlights of coming here? Oh, just probably the friendships, the bit of crack we have, the music, and then you get a good week workout and you feel tired the next day. Yeah. You sleep really, really well. <laughs> Guaranteed a good night's sleep. Yeah. And do you come here twice a week? Yeah. Monday and a Wednesday. Every week. That's so yeah. good. 
Yeah. yeah, no, we do. So, yeah, no, it's really good. Cool. So we've got to know everyone that comes here now. So yeah. Really and how do you feel it kind of impacts on your running? Um, well, I haven't been running for the last over a year. So this was really good for me to keep in touch with all my friends and the club. And then when yeah. I went back running, I only gone back now probably two months. But I noticed that my running will be, I didn't lose my fitness as much. And I was much stronger going back as a runner. Brilliant. Kathy, my strength and conditioning partner in Crown yes, tonight. Yes, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, how did I do? Excellent. That <laughs> was good fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. What, what's the kind of your favourite highlights of coming here? Um, I like the motivation of being in a group. Yeah. Um, we really kind of egg each other on, and it's yeah. a bit. There's lots of fun brought into it as well, which is good. Yeah. And Pat is great to. He asked us what we want to work on. Like if it was leading up to the marathon, we were kind of looking at our legs and our core strength. Okay. Yeah. And since the marathon, then we're doing a lot more sort of off full body. Yeah. Things like arms yeah. as well. So it's yeah. been brilliant. So how did you find that tonight? Absolutely love it. Now I have to say, I've only I'm a new recruit, and that's okay. I'd say probably five times I could count that I've been here. And yeah. I really love it. And yeah. as I said to Pat at the start of tonight, I couldn't do a plank when I started, and we're doing the plank tonight. And that's brilliant. And I was doing it right, so I can really feel the core yeah. starting to build up. Yeah. And was that after five, to like five sessions? Yeah, I'd say no. I started just before Christmas, but I love for each week. It's about you know I'm, I still feel a newbie to the class. Yeah. But I'd certainly say over the years I've neglected strength and conditioning. Okay. Yeah. I'm listening to podcasts, great yeah. podcasts, they just really reinforce the importance of the strength and conditioning. So that's, I really feel now it's helping in that yeah. space. So I love it. Yeah. And how do you think you'll be tomorrow? Will you be all right after you've been for a few yeah, weeks? I'll be a little bit tired, but then I get yeah. out tomorrow night now for the Tuesday session and then come Wednesday, I normally crash. Yeah. <laughs> and what's the kind of big, biggest difference that you see when it comes to your running then? Um, probably a bit more, no, it's a bit early days yeah. to say, but even yeah. doing the Rohini 5, I felt I'd probably a little bit more strength, you know, a little bit more stamina. Brilliant. So whether that's now due to this or yeah, I don't know, but it's definitely helping. I love yeah. it. Really enjoyed visiting Pat and Co at the OTC with Julie for her interview and workout. Pat's classes on Monday and Wednesday are, as you might expect, oversubscribed. Nonetheless, please note that the OTC can be accessed for circuit training any day of the week for two euros a visit. There's also, of course, scope for someone else to organise and lead out a new group of strength and conditioning sessions beyond the Monday and Wednesday sessions at 7 to 8.15 p.m. We are always interested in hearing from people who have an interest in leading sessions. So if interested, please contact Emma Tully to discuss. Emma is more than happy to advise and get you set up with some training plans. Thank you all for tuning in. We really appreciate your support and hope you enjoyed the show. I'd like to thank our guests, Eilish McSweeney and Pat Whelan, and all the gang at the OTC. I'd also like to thank the Lusk AC podcast team, Colin Brown, Julie Griffith, Nicole Hodson, Dwayne Moore, Sean Smith and Colin Wall. Remember to sign up for the Lusk 4 Mile and visit us in Lusk for a fun-filled day of racing and running on the 3rd of March. All the best from Lusk AC.